Olga, meantime, continued to understand all that Cortese said, and to reply to it with odious fluency. And, at the last, Cortese having said something to her which made her laugh, he turned to Lucia. I've said to Mrs. Shuttleworth, and he proceeded to explain his joke in English. Molto bene, said Lucia, with a dying flicker. Molto divertente, non è vero, Peppino? Si, si, said Peppino miserably. And then the final disgrace came, and it was something of a relief to have it over. Cortese, in excellent spirits with his dinner and his wine, and the prospect of Olga taking the part of Lucretia, turned beamingly to Lucia again. Now we will all speak English, she said. This is one very pleasant evening. I enjoy very much. Ecco. Just once more, Lucia shot up into flame. Parlate inglese molto bene, she said, and, except when Cortese spoke to Olga, there was no more Italian that night. Even the unique excitement of hearing Olga try over the great scene in the last act could not quite absorb Lucia's attention after this awful fiasco, and though she sat leaning forward with her chin in her hand and the faraway look in her eyes, her mind was furiously busy as to how to make anything whatever out of so bad a job. Everyone present knew that her Italian, as a medium of conversation, had suffered a complete breakdown and it was no longer any real use when Olga did not quite catch the rhythm of a passage to murmur uno, due, tre, unconsciously to herself, she might just as well have said one, two, three, for any effect it had on Mrs. Weston. The story would be all over Rhizome next day, and she felt sure that Mrs. Weston, that excellent observer and superb reporter, had not failed to take it all in, and would not fail to do justice to it. Blow after blow had been rained upon her palace door. It was little wonder that the whole building was a quiver. She had thought of starting a Dante class this winter. For printed Italian, if you had a dictionary and a translation in order to prepare for the class, could be easily interpreted. It was the spoken word which you had to understand without any preparation at all, and not in the least knowing what was coming, that had presented such insurmountable difficulties. And yet, who, when the story of this evening was known, would seek instruction from a teacher of that sort? Would Mrs. Weston come to her Dante class? Would she? Would she? No, she would not. Lucia lay long awake that night, tossing and turning in her bed, in that delightful apartment in Midsummer Night's Dream, and reviewing the fell array of these unlucky affairs. As she eyed them, black shapes against the glow of her firelight, it struck her that the same malevolent influence inspired them all. For what had caused the failure and flatness of her tableau, omitting the unfortunate incident about the lamp, but the absence of Olga? Who was it who had occasioned her unfortunate remark about the Spanish quartet, but Olga, whose clear duty it had been when she sent the invitation for the musical party, to state, so that there could be no mistake about it, that those eminent performers were to entrance them. Who could have guessed that she would have gone to the staggering expense of having them down from London? 